Well, hallelujah. Greetings, everybody, and uh, it's a great joy to be with you. Um, I'm used to speaking with an interpreter, so I have to pace myself and slow down now. Um, but it's always a joy to share the Word of God. You know, one word from God can change you forever and will change you forever. Now, um, we, uh, Shireen and I, are a husband-wife team. We travel Africa together. We've been doing it for years and years. And uh, our main work is evangelism. And recently, we've seen the tremendous need to teach the Word, to establish and build up the body of Christ. And uh, uh, while I was praying for this meeting, the Lord gave me a specific word, and He said I should speak on healing. And uh, we have seen some absolutely amazing healings. And people often ask, and they say, well, how come there's so many wonderful healings in Africa, and yet in Europe there's so few healings? And does God heal in Europe? And I say, yes, He does. Jesus is the Anointed One. And when two or more gather together in His name, He's amongst us. So the Anointed One, Jesus Himself, is here right now. And uh, when Jesus is present, I can promise you that no matter what your situation may be, He has the answer. And uh, I, I want to go directly to the Word of God. I, I want to share with you um, in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 10. And it's always good to, to see it for yourself. You know, open the Word for yourself and have a look. Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder, the yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Amen? Now, what is a yoke? Well, a yoke can be sickness, it can be depression. It can be anxiety, and it can be a bad habit. A yoke is something heavy that the devil puts on you. And the anointing is what destroys the yoke. So if we have a problem, we have to understand that in order for that yoke, that heavy burden to be destroyed, we need to be exposed to the anointing. What is the anointing? The anointing is the tangible presence of God, of Jesus. It is the Spirit of God. It is the power of God. And um, the anointing flows out of the believers. Uh, Jesus said, he said, as, he said, my peace I give unto you as the Father hath sent me, so I send you. 
So God put His Spirit upon His servants and commissioned them and sent them with an anointing, with the power of God to heal the sick, to cleanse the leper. And uh, nothing is too difficult for Jesus. Nothing is beyond. People say, well, that's an impossible case. Yes, it may be impossible for doctors, but for Dr. Jesus, nothing is impossible. Amen? And uh, so, so, I want to just unpack this scripture a little bit. Um, and it says that um, the yoke will be destroyed. And this word destroyed, what does it mean? It, it, in the original Greek, it is corroded or rusted. So the anointing corrodes. Now, one day I was um, trying to start my car. We'd been on a trip, came home, I got in my car and I tried to start it. And the battery, I thought, was low and it wouldn't start. So I opened the bonnet and I shook the battery terminal and to my surprise, the whole battery terminal just snapped off. What had happened? The, 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 the battery acid had corroded the terminal. It didn't happen overnight. It happened over a period of time. And uh, that's how sometimes the anointing works. It doesn't necessarily work overnight. It works over a period of time. So, now people say, well, does that mean that I can't get healed instantly? No, you can get healed many different ways. You can get healed by touching the hem of his garment, and when you touch the hem of his garment, straight away, power flows out of Jesus into you, and instantly you are healed. So healing can happen instantly, and healing can happen gradually. But the fact of the matter is that Jesus heals and just because maybe in an anointed healing meeting you don't receive your immediate miracle that night doesn't mean that Jesus doesn't want to heal you. The will of God is healing. You say, well, how can you say that? How can you say that so uh, clearly that the will of God is healing? Well, in John six thirty-eight. Jesus said, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will and purpose, but the will and purpose of him who sent me. So, so Jesus only did the will of the Father who sent him. Let's look at another scripture. Um, in uh, uh, Matthew 9, and verse 35, you don't need to turn there, I'm just showing you something quickly. Uh, Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. So, if Jesus only did the will of the Father, 
then we can say that it is that if Jesus did what he saw his Father do, he didn't do his own agenda, he obeyed the Father, and he went out and he healed the sick, well then it's the will of the Father for the sick to be healed. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to know that. And uh, Acts 10.38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and he went about doing good and healing all. So if it was not God's will for Jesus to heal, why would God anoint Jesus to heal? God anointed Jesus and Jesus went about healing the sick. Amen? And that same anointing, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me. And, uh, and that's my favorite message. Do you know that He has also anointed the believers? Every believer. He said, These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands upon the sick, and the sick will recover. So, this healing anointing that God put on Jesus is the same healing anointing that is on all of us. So why don't we see so many healings? Because we don't flow in the anointing. We don't step out. We don't lay hands on the sick. If you want to see people healed, first step, find a head and put your hands on the head. You can't expect the sick to get healed if you never pray for the sick. It's very clear. So, and, uh, and so the will of God is healing. And faith begins when the will of God is known. So faithful healing begins when you know the will of God. And faith for salvation, for example, how did you become a Christian? How did you get saved? You heard the Word. And when you heard the Word, you acted on the Word. And when you acted on that Word, you were born again. And it's very real to you. I can go to Eddie, and I can say, Eddie, you're not a Christian. And Eddie will say to me, yes, I am a Christian. And I'll say, Eddie, how do you know you are a Christian? He says, I know, I believe Jesus died for me on the cross. His blood was shed for me. And I say, Eddie, did you see Jesus die on the cross? And he'll say, no, no, no. I believe what the Bible says. The Bible said that Jesus was crucified and he died for me. And I know it, not in my head. I know it in my heart. And you know, nothing that I can say can convince Eddie that he's not a Christian. He knows in his heart, not in his head. And do you know that Jesus not only died for your sins, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, and verse 4 and 5. Let's turn there and look at it. It's so important. We have to... We have to see this for ourselves. You know, when you see it for yourself, you say, yes, that's it. I believe it. I got it. It says, 
It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. So, what this is saying, when it says that surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, the original Hebrew says, he bore our sickness and he carried our pain. So if Jesus, we, we believe that Jesus died for our sins and no one can take that away from us. We have to get to the place where we believe that he bore our sickness and he carried our pain. And then when somebody comes to you. Let me tell you what happened to me. I went to a doctor and uh, I live on the equator. It's very hot. I have a fair skin. I, 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 I got a sun lesion on my neck. Um, the doctor looked at it and he said, I think that's carcinoma. We have to remove it. It could become cancerous. And he said, I'll do it tomorrow. And I didn't, you know, we don't have national health in Kenya. You have to pay cash if you go to the hospital. And I didn't have the money. So I, I, I came home and I'd, I'd been feeding on the Word. I'd been reading these scriptures that surely He had borne my, carried my sickness. I said, yes, He has done it. It is finished. When Jesus died on the cross, He said, it is finished. He's not going to do it one day for you. He has already done it. And it clicked in my head. And I said, it's done. It belongs to me. And I said, I'm going to do, I'm going to take the word of God like medicine. And I'm going to go to the mirror three times a day. And I'll, I'll tell you what I did. I pointed at myself and I said, you, I'm talking to you. <laughs> By the stripes of Jesus Christ, you have been healed. And then I remembered that there's power in the name of Jesus. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command this thing to go in Jesus' name. I looked at it. was still there. But I said, wait a minute. Medicine sometimes doesn't work instantly. It may be a process. So I will carry on taking my medicine. So at, at lunchtime, I came back. In the name of Jesus, I command this thing to go. I spoke the scriptures, whatever came to mind. And uh, after a short time, I remembered, ah, I have to go and take my medicine. I went to the mirror and I looked. And to my surprise, it had disappeared. And it's never come back. Hallelujah. The word works. You know, my wife and I were listening to a message last night and uh, the preacher was saying, when you're in a healing meeting, sit with expectancy. And he saw this little girl. She had spectacles on and she kept on going, testing herself, seeing if the healing had come. And suddenly the little girl started to shout and the mother said, shh, 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 you're disturbing the meeting. And she said, no, mommy, I can see now the same with or without my glasses. 
And he, and he said, when you come to a healing meeting, if you've got a growth in your body, just keep checking it. And when you discover the smallest, minutest change, know that it's the beginning of a miracle. Know that something is broken and there's a change taking place. And, and, and we've got to come with expectancy. We've got to come with a complete confidence in the Word. You know, I can't convince Eddie that he's not a Christian. And neither should the devil be able to convince us that we are not the healed of the Lord. The, the price has been paid. And when we get a negative report, I say, oh no, devil. The Bible says that by his stripes I have been healed. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. It matters what the Word says. And I hold on to the Word, and the Word always brings me through. Amen? So, one of the ways, one of the most anointed treasures that we have is the written Word of God. How many know the Word is anointed? The Word is full of power. The Word, it's so powerful. If we just hold on to it and believe it, and often we, when it comes to healing, we are looking for, for some, and there's nothing wrong with it, we are looking for an anointed service to attend where we can have hands laid upon us and we instantly receive. But what when you can't find an anointed service? Well, we have in our hands the anointed Word of God. And the words that Jesus speaks to us, they are spirit and life. They are full of power. And you know that word spirit, when the woman with the issue of blood came through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment. The power flowed out of Jesus into that woman. Jesus felt it and the woman felt it. And immediately that woman was healed and that word power or dynamis or miracle working ability the spirit or anointing flowed out of Jesus. And that is the same Holy Spirit that we have, that you have. And when you lay hands on the sick, that same power flows out of you and heals people. So yes, there are times when uh, uh, you don't necessarily have to stand on your own faith believing the Word to get healed. You can receive healing by the laying on of hands. You can receive healing by being anointed with oil. You can receive healing by the gifts in manifestation and operation. There are many ways to receive healing. And uh, we can't cover them in this short service. But the one thing I want to leave with you is that when you are alone and when you are desperate, the Word of God, one Word from God, is all you need. And you hold on to that Word, and that Word will change everything. I'm reminded of a, 
I've got so much to share with you. Let me, let me not tell you that story that came to mind. Let me tell you that often in Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8 and verse number 6, Matthew 8, 6 says, saying, Lord, this is the story of the centurion who came to Jesus. And this centurion, he said, Lord, my servant is laying at home paralyzed and dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come to your house. And the centurion answered and he said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but, speak, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. Now, what am I saying? In other words, a word from the Master is the same as a personal visit from the Master. So, Jesus, so, so this centurion said, Lord, I know that you don't really have to come to my house, and I'm not worthy that you should come to my house, but just speak the word. It will be the same as if you came yourself. And, and, and Jesus marveled, and in verse 13, Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way as you have believed, so let it be done unto you. When we hear the, the, the wonderful word of God, faith arises. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing the word of God. When faith is low, we feed on the word. When, when we feel unbelief, we feed on the word. When we feed on the word and fellowship with Jesus, faith comes. And when faith comes, fear goes. And when fear goes, normally the sickness goes as well. You see, the biggest battle is the, the tremendous fear attached. What if, what if it develops into cancer? What if this skin lesion turns into cancer? My friend died from, from, from skin cancer. Oh, maybe I'm going to die too. No, the Bible says that by the stripes of Jesus I am healed. I choose to believe the word, not the report of the doctor. And when I believe the report of the Lord, everything changes. Everything changes. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. You see, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit from Galilee, and report went about him. Uh, 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 so, so the power of the Spirit, you can't separate Jesus and his word. They are one. And, and the same power of the Spirit that was flowing out of Jesus is the same power of the Spirit that is flowing from the Word. The Word feeds you. Now let me say something else. In Isaiah 10.27, it says in some of the translations that the yoke will be destroyed by reason of fatness. So, when you feed on the Word, the Word is bread. When you eat a lot of bread, what happens? You get fat. When you get fat, the yoke doesn't grow, but you grow. When you feed on the Word, you grow stronger and stronger and bigger and bigger, and the yoke snaps off your neck. 
And many times, all we got to do is just have a healthy diet of the Word of God. And those things, that, those yokes will be broken off of us by reason of fatness. The Word works. The Word is powerful. You know, another time, there were ten lepers. In Luke 17 and verse 12, And Jesus entered a certain village, and there he was met by ten lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted their voice and they said, Master, have mercy upon us. Now, they must have, they heard that Jesus was anointed. They wanted to receive their healing, and maybe they thought, Jesus will lay hands on us. Or maybe they thought, maybe, maybe we can touch him. And if we touch him, power will flow to us. But Jesus said to them, uh, and he said, go and show yourselves to the priests. So they said, no, no, we want Jesus to touch us. We didn't want him to tell us something. Go and show yourselves to the priests. You know, how can we go to the priest? We're still full of leprosy. We're only supposed to go to the priest if we are cleansed. I mean, look, I've still got leprosy. I can't go to the priest. Because according to the Jewish law, you would present yourself to the priest once you were cleansed. Now they had a word from Jesus, go and show yourself to the priest. What should they do? I've still got leprosy. But as they went, they were cured. The leprosy disappeared. And one man went back to Jesus. And, and uh, he, he get, with a loud voice, he gave thanks unto the Master. And I'm telling you today, with a loud voice, some of you are going to give, not some of you, many of you, are going to give thanks unto the Master for what he has already done. Amen. And uh, so... Uh, Jesus said, go show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. And what was it that they did? They believed what Jesus said. And they acted upon what Jesus said. And as they did what Jesus said, they were cleansed. And the one man that went back to Jesus, um, it's so powerful Jesus said to him, he said, because of your faith, because you have believed, be made whole. And this word, be made whole, means nothing missing, nothing out of order. So leprosy is a terrible disease. Leprosy can eat your fingers away, can eat your toes away. So Jesus so powerful is the word that the word makes whole. So I believe that where there was no toe, where the toe had been eaten away by leprosy, when, Je when, when Jesus said, you, because of your faith you are made whole, a toe grew, a finger grew, a nose grew. So powerful is the word of God. If we act on it, if we do it. I always say in Africa, some people, 
They take the Bible and they put it on their pillow and they sleep with their head on the Bible. Well, it doesn't help. <laughs> if you want the Word to benefit you, you've got to become a participant, a doer of the Word, not a hearer only. You've got to take the Word and hide it in your heart. And the Word must not only be in your heart, but the Word must be in two places, in your heart and in your mouth. And you speak what's in your heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And you speak the Word. And I tell you, when you speak the word, the devil trembles. The sickness trembles. Fear goes. Faith comes. Confidence comes. So, there are many ways to be healed. But the surest way is by hiding the word of God in your heart you can learn to walk in freedom from every situation that troubles you. There is an answer in the Word for whatever you are facing. Whatever you are facing. I'm reminded of a story that happened in Africa. We were preaching the Gospel and we have no restrictions with volume in Africa, so the volume was turned pretty loud and about five kilometers away, a lady was standing in her house and she could hear the message. And she was standing at the window and she was hearing that Jesus carried our sickness. And she said to the little girl, Jesus has taken our sickness. Take me to that place. I want to go to that place. I know that if I go there, I will be completely made whole. And she had been blind for eight years. And the little girl led her by the hand to the meeting. And as she uh, uh, started the journey, acting on the Word, immediately her eyes were opened and she could see perfectly. And she, she, she weaved me a basket. She'd been blind. She, 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 she made a basket. She started weaving me a basket. And uh, the neighbors knew that she'd been blind. And I'll, I'll tell you another wonderful testimony. We were having a meeting in Isero. Isero how do you pronounce it, Shireen? Isero. And uh, this is a very remote place. And when we got there, the Catholic Church heard that we were coming and they planned a meeting simultaneously to keep their people away. They didn't want their people to go to the Protestant meeting. And uh, I would come to the meeting every day and I'd see, well, thousands of people in the Catholic Cathedral crowded around. They had food cooking for them and I thought, how can we reach these people, Lord? And that day, we saw a girl. She was so skinny. Her arms were so thin. She couldn't sit up on her own. The mother had to hold her. And she was wrapped in a bed sheet. And we were told that this girl had not walked for many, many years. That she couldn't feed herself. She couldn't even use the bathroom herself. She was a hopeless case. There was no medical help at all for her. Well, we laid hands. The Bible says, you shall lay hands upon the sick 
and the sick will recover. And in simple obedience to the word, Shireen and I laid hands on her. And we found out we didn't sense a major anointing, didn't feel pins and needles. We just did what the word said. And we went on to the next people. After five minutes, that girl came walking up onto the stage. She hadn't walked in, how many, I think, several years. She hadn't walked. And uh, because everybody knew her, people came running with their mobile phones. They started taking photographs. And these photographs circulated around the town. And the next day, when I came to the meeting, I drove past the Catholic church and it was almost empty. I think the priest and a few people were inside and the wind was blowing the doors open and I came to the stadium and it was packed to capacity. One miracle was the dinner bell. It had called the entire city. I tell you. And uh, that wasn't the end. There were many, many miracles that happened because as you preach the word, faith comes. So there was a lady in the hospital. She was due to give birth. This wasn't that same meeting. This was another meeting. She, had, she was laying in the hospital. She was uh, pregnant with twins, but the twins were in the wrong position, and she'd been in labor for, for hours and hours. And the doctor said, she needs a cesarean. It's impossible. She has to have a cesarean or she will die, or the children will die. And uh, she could hear from the crusade, we were preaching a little healing message, and she said to the doctor, just wait, just wait, they are preaching at the crusade, I'm going to receive that word and that prayer now, and then I'm going to give birth. And she laid hands on her stomach, and miraculously, the babies turned in front of the doctor's eyes, and she gave birth to twins, one boy by the name of Roger, and one girl by the name of Shireen. <laughs> so, it was, and, and, and how did that happen? She simply believed Nobody went and there was no one laying hands on her. She believed the word for herself and she received a mighty miracle. And do you know that when I went through all the different videos that we had managed to capture some of the healings, I saw that most of the healings you can trace back to the one truth where the people believed the Bible. And because they believed the Bible, one man came in a wheelbarrow. He said to his friend, take me, take me to the meeting. Jesus is the healer. I know if I go there, I will be made whole. And he had his friend push him to the meeting in a wheelbarrow. Well, when he got to the meeting, he told his friend, you can go home. I'm going to push my own wheelbarrow home. And he was instantly healed. He rose up and he, with one hand, he just sort of carried his wheelbarrow home. He didn't even push it home. You know, the word works. And Jesus is here right now. He's here moving amongst us. If your eyes could be open, you would see Jesus. Jesus, the one who has carried your sickness and your pain. The one who has cried out, it is finished. I'm not going to heal you one day. I've paid the price already. Healing belongs to you. As you took your salvation, take your healing. Take it right now. 
right now, you reach out like that woman with the issue of blood and say, I'm going to touch you now, Lord. I'm going to receive my healing right now. And many of us that reach out now, we will receive. And if you don't receive right now, keep speaking the word. Keep holding on to the word. Because sometimes it's instant and sometimes it's a process. But the fact is that Jesus is the healer and he has already paid the price for you. And I want to give an opportunity before we pray for the sick. Do you know you can be healed and 100% healthy and still on the way to hell? And I always remember what Ronald Bonke said, what's the use of praying for a cripple that's on crutches to be healed so that instead of him going to hell on crutches, now he can run to hell? No. We need to first, the greatest healing, the greatest act that Jesus did on the cross was to die. His blood was shed. He was no sinner. He died for our sin. He had no sin. It wasn't a story. Real nails were hammered through real hands and real blood flowed from those wounds to cleanse real sinners. And if you apply that blood to your life, it will cleanse you from every sin. You have to take it by faith. You have to receive it. And right now, if there's anyone that has never received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, has never received the free gift of salvation, and you say, yes, tonight or today I want to call on the name of Jesus Christ for salvation. I want to follow him with my whole heart. I want you to just hold up your hand and say, yes, I've decided today I'm going to follow Jesus with my whole heart. Perhaps you're in a backslidden condition. You used to serve God with all your heart. But you know that you have compromised. You know that you would be ashamed if you had to answer for what you'd done in the last few years. But Jesus stands with arms wide open and he says, Come unto me. No one who comes unto me will I refuse. But you have to come. You have to, you have to reach out. And if you reach out, today will be a new beginning for you. We call it the new birth. You will be born again into the kingdom of God. Is there anyone that has never been born again and you want to be born again? Amen. I can't see any hands. But if there is somebody that's afraid to come forward, I want to ask you to come to me afterwards. Come to us afterwards and speak to us. But not only did Jesus die for our sins, but the chastisement of our peace was upon him. What does that mean? I didn't really understand it. And I tried to look it up in a concordance. And it simply means this, that Jesus bought peace for us. If you don't have peace, Jesus bought peace for us. So our salvation is, is, is 
forgiveness and washing of sin. It is peace like a river. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, but it is also healing. And right now, healing is flowing like a river. Right now, if you are in need of healing in your life, healing in an area, and you want to receive prayer by the laying on of hands, we want to give you an opportunity right now to, to come forward and, and we will lay hands on you and something will happen right now. I, 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 want, to, I want to just say, if you, yeah, just, just raise your hand and say, yes, I, I, have, a, I have a need that I, I need prayer for. Yes. Amen. Amen. Now boldly come. Just come to the front. And the Bible says that we shall lay hands upon the sick and they will recovery. Recover. The moment hands are laid on you, the process of recovery begins. The journey begins. And uh, maybe, maybe a thought will come to your mind. Nothing has happened. That's when you say, oh no, Mr. Devil. The journey has begun. I'm coming out of my sickness into divine health. I receive it just like I received my salvation. I take it. Amen. Let's ask the singers to, to sing and we're going to come and pray for you. And I know that Jesus is amongst us. If you have a ministry team that prays for the sick, Pastor Aaron, they can come as well. And uh, my wife and I are going to lay hands upon you. And I know that something is going to happen.
Oh God, we thank you for the cross. 